When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know that there's a bigger difference at any position than linebacker at Penn State. On one hand, a solid starter, possibly one of the best players on the team, possibly a breakout star at one position. A complete unknown at another, and a huge misconception and a huge confusion at possibly a third spot. Talking about linebackers today on the BWI Daily Edition, two-a-days. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. BWI Daily Edition rolling along with camp. Welcome to our Tuesday Part 2 edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show at 3 o'clock. We're coming to you later in the evening, but of course, if you're watching this a few days later, you're watching it whenever you watch it here. The beauty of the internet, Nate Bauer, my co-host and senior editor of Blue White Illustrated. What's going on? I'm much ready to roll. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, we're d- I'm just full on, full go yeah. with... With camp, with previews, with work, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff today and this week on the BWI Daily Edition. So I have no polite banter today. I, yeah, I'm no. I'm fresh out. Yeah, there's no time for that. <laughs> I like to be creative every once in a while, and my brain is just like football. That's it. Uh, so linebackers, let's talk about linebackers. Yep. So so talk. <laughs> <laughs> anything well yeah no. i um, mean i i set it up one way you know yeah. about a, a wide variety of conversation when we talk about linebackers on penn state's team and a lot of them for penn state fans that may be checked out for the summer and haven't been following along with blue white illustrated first off how you doing i'm thomas frank Carr. that's nate bauer this is the bwi daily edition and uh there's some changes to the linebacker room that we're going to talk about in just a little bit and we'll try to clear clarify all of those things for you here on the show but when you take a broad view of this group and we'll introduce you to them right now uh when you have the starters here and i use starters in air quotes curtis jacobs locked in one of the leaders of the team one of the best players on the team potential breakout star the middle linebacker position completely open right now so how do you read this room and its potential this year yeah, I think, I mean, there is no question that James Franklin, others called it the biggest, you know, question, I guess, thing to resolve of the preseason is mm-hmm. Mike Linebacker. Uh, that was a Big Ten media days. Uh, certainly, I expect him to say the same thing. Manny Diaz said the same thing earlier this summer, um, you know, between really Tyler Elston um, and Kobe King. And so one of those two guys has to, be the quarterback 
more or less of the defense. And listen, there are things that you can do, right, to, to kind of get around that, to get around uh, the need to have someone who's obviously, no matter which one it is, is going to be an experience. You can delegate and and um, allow somebody else really to kind of take on some of those responsibilities, but it doesn't change that role. It doesn't change what they expect of that position right. in the defense. So it's it's about figuring that out. Figure out between the two of those guys uh, who fits the best and and who has the most command of the defense, who can play the best, um, and then really you know at the other two spots. And I'm going to keep calling it two spots for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, just, just in the sense that John Sutherland obviously made the position switch from mm-hmm. last year to, to this year to, to full-time linebacker, quote-unquote. This was something um, that had been done last preseason, right? Like, people kind of forget about that. So we're, we're contextualizing it as though this was a Manny Diaz thing, but this was a John Sutherland thing as well. This was something that had been explored previously was him playing as uh, something of a smaller linebacker. And then Curtis Jacobs, obviously, is what are your made, expectations? Made that switch. I want to go there. Curtis Jacobs making the switch there to the will linebacker position. What are your expectations for him this year? Yeah, I mean, certainly it's, uh, you know, I don't know about superstar status, but star linebacker status, right? I mean, he has put in the time, he's gotten the experiences over the last couple of years to to be reliable. And and I think to bring that element of playmaking to the position that hasn't necessarily or wasn't necessarily there with, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Brandon Smith. Um, you know, I, I just think that there was, it was a little bit inconsistent with Brandon, obviously his freakish athleticism and, uh, some of the things that he had shown previously, uh, gave him that opportunity to make the jump to the NFL. But with Curtis, I think that there's a, a certain level of optimism that his, he's, he's got some athleticism too. And he's got at this point, the reps under his belt to be able to slide over to that position have a grasp of it, have a grasp of what Manny Diaz wants to do defensively. And, you know, uh, in in a best-case scenario, really lead uh, on that side of the ball. Is it just the 6'3", 245 versus 6'1", 230? That could, because, let me, let, me, let me paint it this way. Curtis Jacobs, as you pointed out, Playmaking, playmaking ability, ability to play coverage very well, Correct. and to be a, a physical player in the run game. But I don't know that he's gotten the same hype or the same run-up as some of his predecessors. And when it comes to actual on-field production, I think what you just spelled out there is you're expecting more. So why are we not having that conversation in the same way about a guy like Curtis Jacobs that we have had previously with guys that had the size and the speed? Yeah, you, I mean, look, you can talk, you can talk as much as you want uh, uh, about Brandon Smith's athleticism. I, I, that's not up for debate. That that's it's there. It's in the right, like the, it's it's data. It's facts that when Dwight Galt comes and says that he's one of the most freakish athletes on the team, and then has the forty time, the bench, the squat, the the clean, all all of the you know the the vert, like all of those different testing numbers say very plainly. Hey, this kid's a freak. He, he's just a, an unbelievable athlete. 
I, I'm not saying anything uh, incendiary here. Yeah. Getting to move, getting to convert an athlete of that talent into a football player, they're not necessarily the same thing. And right. so there's a, there's a process there. And Brandon had some learning curves. He, you know, there was some, there were some ups and some downs and some bumps along the way that Curtis might have a very, very similar opportunity to do just as much as Brandon was able to do last year, uh, but maybe even improve on it. Right. Mm-hmm. With some timely uh, playmaking. Like I said, I mean, it's just, he do, that role does not have to be necessarily the gap stuffer that the Mike linebacker has to be. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it is, it is a place where you can move a little bit sideline to sideline and let that instinct, let those uh, let the horses run, so to speak, and, and just make plays. And so whether that's, you know, out of the backfield or whether that's uh, interceptions and passes deflected, what have you, uh, I think that he brings both of those elements to the field. So when it comes to Manny Diaz and the new scheme, you talked to Manny this offseason. You asked a lot of insightful questions, getting a lot of good information from him, and he was very forthcoming. When it comes to what the linebackers, what he's expecting of those players, especially the two in the box, the the Mike and the Will, are you are you seeing any sort of difference? Are you seeing any sort of uh, way they're going to be used differently that might manifest a different result outside of the player change. Those two, no, yeah. not I mean, not to me. I don't. I don't know. Like I think that certainly you can speak better to that um, than I can. It's it certainly seems to me as though they're the two positions that will be on the field the most, based on my impressions of what he's deciding out of the secondary, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's got all these decisions to make between having three safeties on the field, three corners on the field, right? Uh, versus three linebackers on the field. That, like that's the give and take that he, he more or less, uh, you know, said this summer were the things that he had to decide and figure out this preseason. Yeah. But, but, I'm making some assumptions here. I, I think that with the quality that he has at his disposal and, and some of the things that we've talked about previously in terms of what, how aggressive he wants to be in the secondary, it, it, it certainly appears to me as though those five defensive back packages are something that will be on the field quite a bit. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. Like this is something that we've been talking about for five seven years now is, you know, that look of three linebackers, three kind of traditional linebackers on the field is it's fading. It's just not something that you see all the time. And certain players can revive it again, like Curtis Jacobs being a player that you want to have on the field as much as possible. And one thing he said to me on the BWI daily edition, when he came on, I think it was last month was he's excited to play third down again, because that is an area of his game. That is a strength of his, but he came off the field for exactly what you're talking about. Daquan Hardy comes in as a slot corner and you need to take that player off the field and you play with, you know, a five defensive back look. So let's talk finally, before we get into some of the depth players and freshmen, when it comes to that, third linebacker position. Now we're going to do a full breakdown of this position. When we take a look at the safeties, 
because the bodies that they've selected from to fill that role so far have been safety-like bodies. So there are more coming in the class of 2022 and some transfers that we'll, we'll get into that a little bit during the safety conversation. But there is this conversation about, is it a linebacker? Is it a safety? Penn State has been adamant calling Jonathan Sutherland a linebacker. And this is a conversation that happens frequently on the BWI message board of X, Y, and Z underclassmen are going to definitely see time behind Jonathan Sutherland. Am I crazy for saying I don't think that's the way everybody's like you you have a misconception about that? Or, you know, is there something from your conversation with Manny Diaz that maybe I'm missing something there? No, it, it certainly appeared to me as though that was the direction. I, I, again, I, I I struggle sometimes with the pigeonholing that we want to do, right? Um, Koa Farmer, right? Like, what was he? Uh, like, it's it just feels like we're we're kind of talking about something that is more or less the same thing, even though there are differences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and so I think that one of the things that Manny Diaz said, and I thought, you know, it was excellent at the time, is. The, the beauty of his defense or in, or in his mind playing defense is the nuance and it's, mm -hmm. the, it's the, the technicalities. And so the more that they can have those options and the more that they can dial that down, uh, the, the, the more beautiful it can become. And obviously the better production they'll have and the better performances they'll have. So no, I don't, I don't, I mean, uh, a, a a small linebacker, a big safety, someone who specializes in pass coverage, uh, but can also play in the box. Yes. Like, yeah, fill, fill it all. Get, get as yeah. many of those qualities as you possibly can into that position. And I think they're open to whatever it is, right? Wh whoever can fill that, re regardless mm -hmm. of the necessarily the body size, they'll be able to, um, they'll take a look at those guys and, and put them in that position. So let's talk about some of the players that are, Definitely linebackers here that are definitely a part of the conversation at linebacker. And one of the guys that I think is very interesting here and we'll lump him in with the freshman is Jamari Budden. Jamari Budden, a second year player, six foot two, six foot three, 220 pounds. Uh, when I talked to him during the spring, he said, I'm playing the will linebacker position conversation about freshman Abdul Carter and Keon Wiley. Both of those guys, a converted defensive end. Both have actually played defensive end in high school at one point. Carter played linebacker his final two years in high school. Both those guys seem destined to play in the box. So the way that the staff has talked about Abdul Carter, his physicality, his uh, you know potential, and his also serious, dedicated mental approach, how does that shake out here? Does Jamari Budden... You know, does he get jumped on the roster by somebody like Abdul Carter or are we overlooking him? Because I'm very curious about what to do with him in this picture. I mean, I'm, you know, look, I'd like to see week three, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let me know in week three of preseason practice, at least, if not into the third week of the actual season uh, before it becomes clear. I think like part of what was said this summer was kind of this notion of figuring it out 
Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, fi- fi- finding the right, uh, is, is Abdul Carter a Mike, right? Like, like bottom yeah. line, is he a Mike? Because what they keep pre- talking about him that like, this is the interesting thing is that they keep talking about him, but they change how they talk about him based on how they feel about other players on the roster, Correct. it seems. Correct. And so that is not necessarily how the progression through the linebacker room works in in what they prefer. That's not necessarily how they like to start guys out is, oh, we're just going to throw you in at Mike and ask you to figure all of that out, even if it's in a no responsibility situation as the third string guy or the fourth yeah. string guy. Uh, but it seemed to me that James Franklin put it in before the start of spring practice. He talked about Abu Carter as kind of that third guy at Mike linebacker. But yeah. by the end of spring practice, when everyone was feeling much, much better about Mike linebacker because of Elston and Kobe King, that changed. That changed yep. to oh well maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll try him out at the will right like and so yeah. that that seems to me to be where this is headed is simply having a better grasp of who can, who who is the third string Mike if it's not Abdul Carter right and I, and I don't know here's here's the other part of it and that's why it seems like they want to get Abdul on the field this season when we talk about. One of the guys when we talk about and James Franklin says at Big Ten Media Day is we've got more guys in the class of 2022 that we feel like can contribute early in their careers. A guy we don't talk about enough is Abdul Carter because of all this ambiguity. But he is definitely a guy that Franklin has brought up repeatedly, which then becomes a question like, are you taking Curtis Jacobs off the field? Is he getting spelled more? Is it not? uh, Is it not Jamari Budden then? So it's a very interesting situation. Uh, and I think that's an underrated battle that's going to go on, as you mentioned, through week three of the camp and then going further on into the the season. We haven't gotten to an X factor yet for this, and I want to get through this and then get to the stock up, stock down for this group before we get out of here. So what is your X factor for this particular group? It's to me, it's the mic. I think that Jacobs, you, you I'm not going to say that, you know, exactly what you're going to get, because I don't I think even last year, he was kind of just scratching the surface of what he's capable of doing. I, th- I think honestly that he really does have an opportunity to be a, a game changing type of player, but, 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 but for the group on the whole, I, I just think that finding that Mike and whether it's Elsden or Kobe King, I, you know, may the best man win, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are going to play. That's kind of the bottom line there. And so who who is who is the one that emerges? And again, I mean, we, we talk about this at running back. We've talked about this at tight end. I think that this is another one of those positions where, yeah, they feel great that they went into spring feeling not very confident at all. There just wasn't enough data to know who those guys were. They came out of spring feeling very good that mm-hmm. either way, whoever emerges, it they're going to be in good shape. They're going to be in yeah. pretty good shape. I think there's a difference. in particular fits this defense well as a guy who plugs yeah. holes and attacks downhill really well. The question just becomes, Manny Diaz likes fast-flowing linebackers. Is Correct. he the guy that can cover 
and can run sideline to sideline instead of just downhill. And then yep. Kobe King is up to 245 pounds now. I just am curious to see, you know, he's always a fluid athlete on film. What's he like? What's the rest of it like? Uh, so to me, I'm going to go. I'm still going to go with that, that the X factor is kind of the, the dark horse here of what does Abdul Carter do in his first career in his first season at Penn state. So let's get to our stock up stock down with all of that considered for this position, stock yeah. up or stock down for the linebackers. Uh, stock stock down with the opportunity to go up through the mm -hmm. course of the season, but stock stock down. I, I, nobody talks about Alice Brooks and they should, we should. Uh, it, yep. It just, he, he was consistent. He, he really played good football uh, throughout last season and especially by the end of last season. And so yeah. I, I think that yes, Brandon Smith is a loss for sure, but losing Ellis Brooks is, is a bigger deal. He just, he just had that presence and had that consistency that you feel much better about everything, right? Yeah. When that, when that position is, Oh, like it, it you don't have to have spectacular there to have a ton of success. Yeah. And so I, th I th it's just a matter of, Hey, are the, are the guys that, that can fill in this season? One, are they ready? Are they ready for that? Right. Forget about how they compare with each other. It's, are they ready to stop offenses? <laughs> and I, I, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be something that's to be determined through the course of the season. Yep. And uh, I think you have make make a good point that, you can replicate what Ellis Brooks did, but it it's because those guys are smart and tenacious and are not messing up their job and are just overall good football players. There is the talent there to replicate what Ellis Brooks brought, but all the intangible stuff, I think that's a fair reason of why Stockdown is here. Even though you have some really good players and maybe better producers in Curtis Jacobs, but the high-end threshold of this group does come down a bit so that'll do it for our preview of linebackers make sure you subscribe here on youtube if you're checking out the bwi daily edition make sure on wherever you get your podcast you subscribe rate review all that great stuff and make sure you subscribe on youtube i'm your host thomas frank Carr. we'll be back with more penn state breakdowns the secondary and down to it nate that's the last of it coming up later this week